Silver Rabbit. You guys, you guys see that commercial? You guys see? Is there an actual Silverado commercial that we're, that we're talking about? It's talking not. About? It's not an actual Silverado commercial. It's a. It's a dude that's on uh, on YouTube that just walks around his truck. He he kind of looks like you know he he's some hillbilly, and he's talking about how awesome Silverados are, and it is uh, on YouTube. Uh oh, we're getting feedback. What is going on now? Oh, it's gone. Whatever you did. Yeah, that was not good. Listen, <laughs> it's probably my fault. Sorry. Oh, was it? Were your headphones like right near the mic there? Probably what it is. No, I I stepped away from my computer and I'm like watching the live stream on another screen. It must have been coming oh. through. <laughs> At least you manned up to it. A lot of times I'm just like, technical genius. I 100 know I just did that, but I'm that was fucking straight up. <laughs> so, Alex, for for whatever reason, on uh, the 16 hours of well, 13 hours of driving that I was doing yesterday. Um, for whatever reason, at one point, like getting through, I think I was crossing through Oklahoma. For whatever reason, I like I went back to we were back on the mountain and I was thinking about the bush babies. <laughs> the fucking laughing. I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That was. All right. If you're ever just in a bad mood and just need to get back in a good mood, just look at a picture of a bush baby. <laughs> or a picture of Alex. <laughs> this this episode of Bitcoin <laughs> Veterans brought to you by the Silver the Chevy Silverado parody. Oh, American. Let me tell you something about my Chevy Silverado. <laughs> oh God. Chevy Silverado outperforms any pickup truck on the market. With four times the torque and eight times the payload of any standard Chevy on the market. The Chevy's <laughs> 9.5 manifold inline system. <laughs> Taking a piss. <laughs> you want you a truck's gonna have to perform anything on the market, you better ask for a goddamn Chevy. Ford. F R O D. Just a fancy name for Fag Mobile. <laughs> what is that? F R O D. Oh look, it's Bitcoin. Oh man. All right. Thanks a lot, cool. YouTube. Look at that. Look at that crab walk. Oh man. Some impressive crab walking going on here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny is this is this aunt said, you know what, I really pray for a crab. And I was like, you know, in the back of my mind, a crab might be the best thing ever. Like yeah. just slow and steady. Take a it's little the break. Most pain just, possible, right? There's that saying can... Bitcoin will always do the thing that is most painful <laughs> for most people. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can just you can just intuitively feel all of like the excitement and the hope just sucking out of Twitter, and it's <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> before uh, before the markets even opened this morning, I was just I was just like pumped up. I was in a good mood, and I had that pump it up song stuck in my head, and I was like, "That's it. I'm making a little video of this." And as I'm making it, I'm thinking like the the markets are going to open and Bitcoin is just going to start like plummeting or something. I'm going to look like an idiot for posting this, but I'm like, I'm not posting it because I'm like pump the number of Bitcoin up. Like I'm just pumped up. And this is all I can think of is just like, look, whatever it does today, you know, whatever it did today, whatever it does tomorrow, I don't really care. I'm here for like 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And it's going up and to the right over that timeline. 
And so I was just like, pump it up. Pump it up. I was lit. I came back inside. My wife was like, were you yelling at somebody outside? And I was like, hold on. I got a song for you in a video. Watch this. <laughs> was she equally excited or did she question why she married you? She, well, always <laughs> the latter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I'm sitting in here. She's trying to like get work done, and I'm like in her office, like do 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 do. And she's like, "What the fuck's wrong with you? I gotta get please back to leave. work." <laughs> she's like, "Would you please just go outside and yell at somebody?" <laughs> Come here, babe. I'm gonna share my Bitcoin song with you. <laughs> they love that. Uh, tip to all the single guys out there. Don't start that shit until you're married for at least five years. You might get some. <laughs> all right, let me write that down real quick. <laughs> well, if you could, if you could find one where you can do that with, and and she stays with you, yeah, you get married. There you go, man. That's Just a keeper, man. Grind that, that's that's shopping for unicorns. We know we can't do that, so <clears throat> I'd rather just stumble across that one. That's Bitcoin's night at the Roxy shit, man. Just stand at the bar, shaking that head, shaking that ass. I started making a clip with that too because that song that got in my head too. <laughs> Tyler Durden in the in the uh, chat is like, "Yeah, don't attempt to op orange pill your girlfriend too hard." I'm thinking, man, that's primary criteria. Yeah, that's, it's got to be foundational. Like, girl, if you can't get on board with the Bitcoin, you got to go. We we were gonna do ETF reporting tonight, but we're actually just gonna sit here and hand out advice to all the other guys and relationship advice. <laughs> it's like we have plenty. Oh, hold on, I got, I got a pamphlet here. I'll just start taking notes. I've got a pamphlet. Spend the night in your car. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Rand, Randy, be ready to put this in the uh, daily intelligence brief tomorrow. Okay? <laughs> be real light mike if you have a pamphlet <laughs> of relationship advice i might know why you're single no i said i had a pamphlet to take notes oh okay you're gonna take notes all right sorry i thought you were about to like read us off some scripture that you picked no, up I, I will i will happily admit to being a loser any day of the week but i'm not that loser <laughs> i think it's the girls you got a, a better crowd i think uh i think headed back up there to uh iowa is going to be a really good thing we'll see <laughs> we, we will see that was a, that was a healthy Maybe, pause midwest yeah. 30 girls man well that's very that's very true especially the country girls out there but um the the midwestern girls that i'm used to being around are generally disconnected from anything that's happening in the real world so <laughs> we'll see how that goes i love it at least your uh, drive up, you're not going to have tornadoes throwing cows at you. Yeah, you can deal with that. It's the blizzards that I was getting hit with right now. I was telling Shane before you guys all hopped in, uh, I was going to end out this week with getting 24 inches of snow dumped on it. Wow. So that's that's going to be a fun drive back home. Weren't you complaining that it had been really dry up there? That you finally yeah. got some precipitation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. I'm like, well, we, we got what we were asking for. It's just we didn't <laughs> for, get it all in the right. time frame we wanted. <laughs> we're just going to wait for it to melt. Yeah, just bring your Silverado, man. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Silverado. <laughs> he's, got, uh, he's got some other versions that are just as classy. <laughs> yeah, I don't... 
I don't think I had screened that version before. I, I, there, there was some other, there was other some off color stuff, but uh, I don't know the the ending on that one. We're not going to claim that. The rest of it was pretty good, though. You talking about the word faggot? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh. There, there, there it goes. Oh, that one. We're done. <laughs> I was watching a uh, Shane Gillis on Joe Rogan, and he does it with a uh, Mark Hammond and Ari Shafir. Mm-hmm. And they do it. What's it called? Uh, Protect Our Parks is what they call it. And they've done like 10 episodes with the four of them. And it's just so funny. And they're just, you know, just saying all the words you're not allowed to say. And I was just thinking like, man, I remember back in the day when like one of the best things you could call like a buddy of yours just to like piss him off or if he was being annoying or something was to call him a faggot. And it's like I never once thought of that word as meaning like gay. Like, I know that's, like, what it's supposed to come from or whatever, but, like, I never said that to a buddy to be like, huh, you're you're gay, you like it in the ass. Like, <laughs> I always just was like, it's just such a good word, you know? It's got the f and the eh and the, you know. We'd like to introduce our guest tonight. His name is, uh, is Jordan. He's a stand-up comedian. This is all jokes, people. It's jokes. It's just it's good times. Relax. We're not officially associated with this guy in any way whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> This one time, we're gonna have to change the category of this podcast to comedy, and everybody here is gonna have to be like a failed stand-up comedian, and you know, then you can say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> I think all men who aren't stand-up comedians are failed stand-up comedians because what a great <laughs> job! Like if we, if you could do it, wouldn't you do it? Like I just get to like get paid to talk crap and joke around, and then your off time is hanging out with other comedian buddies, just like ripping jokes all the time like that's just you that's your that's your life it would be peak freedom it's like the south park effect we just get to say whatever we want yeah i think there's a i think there's a lot of eating shit in comedy though right like <laughs> you, you just go up and you bomb for oh yeah, yeah. oh you mean you mean like, like some... not being able to get a job like that one that was probably one <laughs> just doing free gigs wherever you can well yeah what would be even worse is doing it you're doing this for free you're just trying to like learn how to do it and you're up there and it's just nothing's landing like that's got to be a terrible feeling but also it's like that's some good motivation to like all right that didn't work there's instant feedback i need to change what i'm doing or get a new job i think that that's why some of the best comedians are the ones that just get up there and they're deadpan serious it's almost like they used to try to be funny and they sucked at it so bad. Now they just get up there and they talk about all the ways that they're miserable and we all laugh at them like it's <laughs> It just beat them down so yeah. much until they just the kind of became funny because it was so sad. Yeah, they probably go backstage and just cry and they're really expensive champagne afterwards and just feel terrible about Self- life. Self-deprecating comedians, man. They are some of the most miserable people on earth. Like that kind of comedy, is, that, that wears on guys really bad i i got a I got, I got a story time for you guys before we start the show real quick if, Ooh, if, kicking if, it yeah. off De- definitely so at, at my expense so there i was campaigning for, <laughs> for governor and uh <laughs> oh no shit uh, there i was <laughs> had a had a good good guy that reached out he's a he's a fan of the show and all that fun stuff and uh he, he's like hey man i want to put together this thing with you and this other guy he's a singer he's he's you know he's gonna bring in a good crowd and you know you're gonna you know, bring in a good crowd and we're going to go down to this, you know, really famous place in Atlanta and we're going to put this on, you know, on a stage, you can kind of come in and, you know, basically do a podcast. 
And I was like, all right. So it, right before we were about to go and do this podcast, the the other the other uh, podcaster that I invited, a well-known guy down here in Atlanta, I'll, I'll, I'll spare his name, but uh, he, he was like, hey, uh, I'm not going to make it. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? We like we have a we like we have a gig tonight man and he's, he's like i'm sorry like i i can't make it so I, I get down there and like i'm like hey dude um this other guy's not gonna make it he goes well you, you got you know 30 minutes can you do 30 minutes up on the stage and i was like okay fine i can do 30 minutes on the stage. <laughs> holy shit so this place doesn't have any filtration like it's just it's just different rooms down in Atlanta, right? And so you can you can meander from from one room to another. You pay the door cover charge. You can see live bands. You can see comedians. Whatever is That's going on. Yeah. Well, I'm neither a comedian nor am I a live, <laughs> right? So I'm up there on the stage, like I, answering. Dude, it was I. It felt like I. If there's anybody who's ever bombed, like I bombed so fucking hard that night because I had people who were just in the room drinking. I don't know what they expected to see, but it sure as fuck wasn't me, right? Like, like who is this guy? What is he doing? He's running for God. Why is he here? Like, <laughs> like it was, uh, it, it, was, it cost yeah. Shane the election. Oh, absolutely. No, you know, and the thing is, you know, it's, it's a big room, right? Like, so there's people in it, but it's not packed out, you know, and, and that's, that's one of those things you kind of have to control when you are scheduling events. Here's a key, like a, a real pro tip. Don't schedule a place that's too big or else it looks, looks empty and you lose a lot of energy that way. The, the energy loss in this place was worse than fiat. I mean, it was it was really fucking bad. And man, I tell you what, I was never so damn glad to get off the stage and go back to the, the, the green room and be like, oh, man, can you imagine being a fucking comedian and having like an audience like that and just getting like, well, just not not so much boot or anything but like you're just not getting you know any energy back and that's a whole that's a tough thing to fucking yeah because at least like if you're if you're getting <laughs> if you're getting booed you there could there's there's the the possibility of like just getting that like fuck you energy you that's know? right and getting that motivation but when it's just like purgatory <laughs> like just keep, keep that room nice and medium <laughs> like give me something you know <laughs> I went back and the, the singer's back there and I looked at him and I said, well, I tried to warm him up. For him. <laughs> I feel bad for the audience. Yeah, me too, man. Thanks for uh, losing Georgia, man. I appreciate that. Because they're all very welcome. I tried very hard. <laughs> Gabe's beard was, was dark. It was real dark before... And now look at it. You just turned him completely gray. Yeah. You unleashed Kemp on us, man. That's hey, at least it wasn't Abrams. All right. So thanks for knocking her out of the running. I appreciate that. You guys are welcome. Stand by. <laughs> Oh,
Welcome to Bitcoin Veterans. We are Bitcoiners. We're veterans. This is our show. Thank you guys for tuning in. All the regulars out there, we really appreciate it. Um, at Bitcoin Veterans, we are here to put you on the mission. This is the revolution. Bitcoin is uh, is is revolution money. I, I, it, it's it's so much more. It, it is a movement. And if you know, if we're doing this in this time, um, we are we are just absolutely, I think, floored to have this kind of outpouring. To have you guys here. Uh, the, the mission is freedom. It's liberty. It's everything that you signed up for the military. If you are you not a veteran and you were supporting veterans, this is it. You know, we uh, we, we didn't get any of that freedom over in Iraq or Afghanistan. Um, it is going to come through a, a digital revolution here uh, in the United States and beyond. And I think that's what we're growing here. We've got everybody uh, that's doing the uh, the heavy lifting uh, and golly to, to watch it take off. You guys are absolutely amazing. I am joined uh, by the entire crew tonight, Jordan, Alex Danzig, Gabe Lord, Mike Hobart. Thank you guys for for being here. The uh, the show tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about the ETF. I imagine we're probably, I don't know, we can talk about it as, as long as we want, but I'm sure we're going to get into a lot of other stuff because it's kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> as crab markets are. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. On next week's episode, we'll be. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, Lord. Right. Uh, I am, I am, I am very, very happy. I, I, you know what? I was gonna actually like w walk it back a little bit, but I really am like truly enjoying just everybody that was expecting some sort of mystical, magical rocket straight to like six-digit Bitcoin after the ETF got approved. It's like, guys, that's that's not how the real world works whatsoever. And it's just like I, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying watching the kind of FOMO just get sucked out of like the the Bitcoin community, the Twitter sphere, just so like because I know it's a learning moment. It's like guys, uh, like all of these developments, like these bull runs, they're going to take a lot longer than you expect. Like especially the last one, like coming out of 2019, 2020, like. Most of us were just like when it went up to 13, we're like, well, well, it's going to go back down. And it kept going, we're like, it's going to go back down. And it just kept going, we're like, oh, shit. All right. Well, you just learn to ride with it. Some of you may be asking what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you are under a rock for some reason, or maybe you're just coming back into civilization because you were out doing something amazing and weren't paying attention to any of this, obviously, uh, yesterday the ETF got approved. Uh, today it started trading at 9:30 uh, Eastern Time, and we had a we had a fun I don't know 30 minutes where it uh, spiked up to about what uh, 49,000 I think, and then you know um, it, uh, it it came back and Satoshi said, "Oh, you, you think you're going to tell Bitcoin what to do? Well, I I think otherwise." And he has produced a nice crab market today, so we're we're hovering right around 46 right before we went in, and now we're at 46 again. <laughs> Can I just want to I just want to ask Mike like you really you didn't think that all these boomers were just going to like ape in and just go all in like no you didn't expect that no not at all <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not there's a lot behind that I think the uh, boomer uh influx is going to result in a slow rise up and to the right it's going to take years. Can because, we talk about? Like, no, go ahead. Gabe. No, you go ahead, man. I got. There's another topic I wanted to go well, into. I was go like, all, all I was going to elaborate on is just like, now they're approved. 
now it's going to take a while for the like the conversation to get like drudged up as far as like their uh their retirement accounts and whatever then they have to go and like then they have to speak with their advisor or whoever's managing their account on like what it is and explain that and answer questions and all this other stuff and then they have to get curious themselves they're going to look in then there's like the little like marginal bits they're going to move over and then like it's like People need to like, guys. I, I I understand the excitement. I've been in here since 2017, but like, slow down and just think about the realistic expectations of everything. Like, this is going to take so much longer than you ever thought it would, and you ever wanted it to. Yeah, that's and that's an saying. awesome point. Yeah, because I mean, all all these individuals that are out there that are not Bitcoiners yet, they're they they're not just sitting there on the ledge waiting for this to happen so they can jump into the pool and start swimming. They're, they're just, it's just not going to happen. They're going to watch and they're going to wait and they're going to see who's going to do what first. And you'll have some early movers and then some others and, and then it'll continue to go. Um, so it is interesting because it, it kind of feels like all of the excitement behind it is of course, you know, behind people that are already there. Um, and those are the ones that are doing it. And can we talk one second about the false alarm that happened the other day? Um, I, I, I mean, maybe it's just I, I'm probably wrong, but I thought it was it, it was very entertaining to see the way that Twitter just got just got friggin' splattered with everybody's early loads getting blown all over it, man. I mean, it was like people had been working on their memes and, and they got they had the perfect gift set like just for when it was going to happen. And right when that false alarm hit, I mean, they just cut loose with that stuff. And then it was like, oh, wait a minute. And I was just thinking, dang. They've been sitting there holding on to that perfect meme the whole time, and they just freaking wasted it. What are they going to do with their lives now? Um, I'm sorry, but it was a little bit entertaining. Um, and and I, I don't know if any of you guys did it. And if you did, that's cool. That's fine. It's all right, man. I still love you. Um, I didn't even have one. So that's that's where I was with it. But that was an interesting experience. Um, and I know that you know I've heard different explanations as to why that actually happened. And I guess at this point, it doesn't matter much. But I do wonder what the overall impact was that it had on, um, you know, not only the Bitcoin community, but also those who are who, who were monitoring um, to see how this was going to shake out. I was listening to Alex and the Cafe Bitcoin crew as it was happening. And <laughs> everyone's, talk everyone's talking about the excitement. And then, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Gary Gensler just tweeted saying that. The the uh, account was what do you say it was compromised? It's like yeah that that's that's government lingo for somebody screwed up and pressed the button at the wrong time. Somebody just got fired. Yeah, <laughs> I no 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 I, I, man. And, and this this is what I want to impress on this audience and, and every, everybody in the sound of my voice. This is not a mistake, <laughs> right? Like the EPA does not protect the environment. The government is the That's number true. one polluter of the environment. The FDA does not protect your food. There is all sorts of terrible poisonous shit in your food. The SEC does not protect your investments. The SEC protects the investments of the fucking bankers. You have to be extremely adversarial thinking. These guys wanted to fuck around. They'd never find out anything. And like... <laughs> If if this wasn't a absolute planned troll, like it, I, I would be disappointed 
mm-hmm. in our adversaries at this point. I really, <laughs> I, I, th- th- this came out right at the right time. Like everybody's like, oh, it's a day early and it's happening. And everybody's now, like you said, everybody's like, let's launch, like, let's get everything out there and let's absolutely piss on everybody's excitement. Like we've only been waiting for this for fucking 10 years. Like, Let's just take a dump all over their shit. And it's exactly what they did. They took a shit right on everybody. And then they said, no, fuck you. And they lied about it. And there's nothing coming out from X because Elon's not a, a, a you know an out Bitcoiner yet. He hasn't come out of the closet. So it was like, are we actually going to get any truth on anything that happened? Are we going to have any justice? Cynthia Loomis is like, we need transparency. <laughs> no, we need fucking reality we need some goddamn justice and we're never going to get any of that shit unless this kind of stuff comes through so i this kind of like this tiptoeing with these agencies and bureaucrats and all this other bullshit no they are they are your adversaries they are the enemy we're launching the peaceful revolution peaceful 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 i'm going to repeat it a million times but this shit is absolutely on purpose man i I, I will i will say that after what i said though like I was just, I was like, I was describing just what the lingo said, but I fully believe you, Shane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to tell these days with the difference between strategic and stupid, but, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say it again, man, but I, the longer I live, the less that I believe that, that these people out there actually make mistakes. Um, they're, 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 they're evil and they have nefarious plans, but they're not stupid. They're not stupid. And something like this, I just don't believe that that I don't know, man. I have a hard time believing that it was just an accident that some intern, you know, messed up and oh darn. When it's something <laughs> that's that freaking huge for them. Right. Man, I don't know. I don't know. And if it was a mistake, then I believe it was an orchestrated mistake. Um, I d I don't I don't see it. Cause like cause like cause like to your guys' point, it is the, the manner in which it's shitting on the entire situation, like Shane was talking about, is that it's, uh, like I said before we went um, on live recording, is that it's a, they set a brush fire ahead of the actual event to suck all the oxygen out of the fire. So, like, everybody was talking about the, this hack. Like, I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, I think Elon tweeted out through the Twitter account stating that it was, in fact, a hack. And I'm like, dude, like, give me a break. Like, well. Whatever. Yeah, and I think also, like, it just shows that Elon's in on it with them. Yeah, well, something else that I think that we should all have all learned by now is that when something big and flashy and crazy happens, um, there's something else that's happening, especially when it's on the eve of something that that's pretty uh, massive that's getting ready to take place. Yeah, I, man, yeah, I think the word for it is a diversion. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they were pulling some last minute okie doke behind the scenes. <laughs> Pure congression, pure SEC fuckery. Gabe is going to extreme lengths to avoid ever seeing the word shenanigans. (laughs) 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 I can make it up now. I'm just trying not to offend Jordan. That's all. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) I just like can't. I'm not, I don't want to take this necessarily political, but I think like just an anecdote is that like in libertarian anarchist circles, people are like, well, without a government, you would have all these corporations and everybody, these groups of people like making all these backdoor deals and like doing things really nefarious and to get to like manipulate the market or do whatever to like get ahead. And it's like, 
you think that doesn't happen because we have a government? That, <laughs> the government is the shield to disguise that they are doing that. Like, it's they're illegal. just, yeah, like if they get caught and the wrong people like, in government or like, the um, wrong power player finds yeah. out, yeah, they might see justice. But if they can get away with it or it benefits all the ones that would call them out, they're going to fucking keep doing it. Yeah, it's super common. There's a lot of people out there who believe that the government is uh, benevolent and here to help them and to hear yeah. the right thing and protect them. Yeah, uh, you can thank the American education system for that. Uh, okay. I, I'm sorry, the American indoctrination system. That's what I meant. You're not wrong, man. I mean, it's it's one of their main goals right there. Um, and it, you know, and it shifts depending on who's who's in power, of course. Um, you know, which aspects of of the government is are going to be the most warmly received and, and embraced by the general public. But I mean, of course, one of the one of the main things that they do is they they are experts at imposing um a high degree of fear in children at a very young age and making it impossible for them to see the government as anything other than their absolute savior and yeah. they're good at it and it's not it's not accidental and they they're they're very good at it and anybody who has seen the difference between public school private school and homeschool it is going to to be able to recognize that very clearly anybody else notice how we are bitcoin etf coverage lasted all about five minutes we went right in this <laughs> Right this is still this is still Bitcoin ETF. Is it, we're, just doing it, we're doing a deep dive. We're, it's it's all connected. Dive. I think I think that that's just a perfect analogy for how actually impactful the Bitcoin ETF topic is to the Bitcoin conversation. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't well, actually mean anything. And I find I find this the Bitcoin ETF topic. It it reminds me a lot of like talking about Trump. I feel like if I ever say anything nice about the ETF or if I ever say no something nice about Trump, I have to caveat that with they both suck, but I appreciate that they're here and that they're fucking everything up. Like, I don't just can I just say that once now and put this on repeat every time after I say something like I think it's good that the ETF is here because it's going to expose a lot of stuff. They're going to try to use this as a normal financial machine and it'll help us out like people that have kind of gotten in early. I do think down the road, but it's also going to kind of expose them for the bullshit that they're going to try to do. Yeah. And yeah. so like, I'm glad it's here. I, it's better than it not being here. And they're actively fighting back and trying to ban Bitcoin. Right. Well, like, and, and to like building off of that, Jordan, like to going back to the kind of like diatribe I went on with Gabe where I was kind of just sucking all the excitement out of the conversation. What like what people what people need to really like grasp here is that like this event with the Bitcoin ETF is not what matters. The Bitcoin ETF is a flywheel macro event, right? Because like yeah. the longer that it turns, the more power it's going to kick out. Yeah. The wheel just started moving. Hmm. It's gonna. It's literally going to take months and years for it to start like really picking up momentum and actually driving power. And then that that gets back to what you're talking about, Jordan. Where that's where people like the new people that got sucked into the power vacuum of it, then they start to realize, oh wait, so the ETF doesn't give me any actual Bitcoin. Well, then what what am I doing? It's like, well, exactly. We've been trying to tell you that for the last five years, but you didn't want to listen to it. Yeah. 
So it's now you got now, like, now you got to buy that actual Bitcoin at a higher price and at an, at an explicit premium because now more people know about it because the premium isn't just going to be the price itself. It's going to be a lot harder to get it in significant amounts in the future. I I liked your uh, flywheel analogy, but I, I would also like look at it like, you know, those little frother pens, like you stick it in your coffee with like milk and it like froths it up. Right. Yeah. This is like they just stuck in the frother, like everything as Preston Pish said, like Bitcoin's been beaten down and to the point like nobody's selling at this point. And so they're like, OK, then they stuck in the frother and they just turned it on. And it's just starting to like get going, but like, it's like you're you're at like the millisecond point where it's like just yeah. starting to spin, yeah. And so like down the what this is going to create, I think just like the FTX situation or just like every other big like bubble that's kind of happened is it's just going to start building up that froth. Out of that froth, you're going to have a section of people that start to learn and understand Bitcoin and become you know hodlers like th- they get it. But some other event's going to happen where all that froth gets sucked out of the system and we come crashing down to, I don't know, 75K or 100K or, you know, just making up numbers here. Like, that's just how every cycle's been. And so I think people understand we're at the beginning of a bull, but like, just get, this is, that's what's going to happen. Like, we all know for the most part, just like when it's going to happen and why, like, we'll figure that out. But that, mm-hmm. so we just well, got to get educate those people that are coming in as much as we can yeah and then like and then the the crazy part going along with it too is that like while this is while the financial side is happening you've got like the the hardware infrastructure excitement is building up with with the whole mining space right because like my my boys nuclear bitcoiner and macro minutes got um mark nelson on to their little spaces this morning talking about Bitcoin mining and basically what they were discussing was that what Mark realized was that Bitcoin mining is closing the gap that centralized energy and power distribution infrastructure was failing at. It's like, okay, you're not like coordinating and like incentivizing and basically paying power generators to run and provide cheap power to everybody. Fine. Bitcoin mining. We'll do it. Screw you. And like, and now we've got a bunch of like power producers that are realizing that like, Dude, that the, the two combinations of just like the, the power vacuum created by the Bitcoin ETF and then all of the Bitcoin mining stuff, like actually starting to get grokked by meaningful parties. Like, dude, like the next, I think the next five years are going to be like up to the next having is going to be really freaking crazy. Yeah. yeah, and, and there, there's something to be said too. I mean, there's there's a lot of. I mean, there is Bitcoin out there, and from what I understand, you know, if anybody's you know upset about this, like you know, there's going to be they're going to start soaking up a lot of the Bitcoin that's just out there that's you know that can be bought, and then that's when we're going to get in. You know, once we hit that limit, right, where a lot of the available Bitcoin just isn't there, that's when price is going to start to to shoot up. But we have they we haven't gotten there yet, and there's maybe something to be mindful of if if you <laughs> didn't wake up rich this morning you're disappointed you know <laughs> zoom out you know like zoom out in terms of like what we're looking at i mean bitcoin this year is up 160 percent, and it doesn't you know there, there's a lot of momentum behind what's oh, going on year. it doesn't look like it's going to come what's that that was last year we're in 2024 now <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks alex <laughs> Just dick. barely. <laughs> Alex, Alex is like, yes. Yeah, year, year to date, it. I guess. Year to date. 
And uh, yeah, no, it, it's, you know, I know a lot of people maybe taking the wind out of their sails and are exhausted from all this kind of stuff, but you know, there, there's plenty of power, you know, ramping up behind this right now. And, you know, you're less than 24 hours in. So just, well, and it's, patient. what's the, uh, what's the, what's the metric? The majority of Bitcoin's price appreciation is done in like 10 total days out of like a, a bull run year or something like that. So, so like 10 days. Yeah, so like guys and girls, the few of you that are here, probably not watching this channel, but I hope you are. Like, <clears throat> stop looking at the chart, go do some deadlifts, eat some steak, read some books, there set the DCA or whatever, chill out because guess what? The excitement isn't going to be in the moment that you're watching the chart. No. Well, and the thing is also, I think if if your sole reason for being involved in this is for the price, then you it's time to ask yourself some questions and and reflect right. because it's more than that. It's more than that. Uh, you, and it's it's as it's already been said, you do need to zoom out a little bit and not only look at the big picture of the price, but look at the big picture of the entire situation here. Um, it's not just about the numbers. It's not. I mean, you shouldn't want to. Um, I'm not gonna tell you what you should or shouldn't do, but. Many of us uh, do not intend to sell it anyway, no matter what price it reaches, because it's about freedom. It's not about money. It's not about profit. It's about freedom. Um, and that's really what it's about. And I'm and, and you know, on that note, um, I'm curious to see how they are going to move forward with um, with their public education, if you will. When I mean, we're talking about indoctrination, I, I, I can fully I fully expect for us to see indoctrination efforts for this, um, you know, starting with the Super Bowl. They're going to blast commercials all over that. We already know of some that are going to be on there. And you said it, Jordan. I mean, educating people is going to be extremely important because one of yeah. the things that this is going to do is, is it's going to legitimize Bitcoin as a as something that people can actually look at. That's not just for, um, you know, people that support terrorists or whatever. It's, you know, regardless <laughs> of what Lizzie says. Um, it, it's been legitimized and people that have stayed away from it because it seems like voodoo, they're, they're now going to start asking questions. And who are they going to ask? They're going to ask that Bitcoin guy that they know or the Bitcoin lady or whoever that they're seeing on the Internet. And one of the biggest and here's something that I believe that I'm going to say our enemy is fully aware of is that they know that um, they know that that some people see Bitcoiners as kind of weird maybe kind of rough, um, maybe kind of a little bit in your face. Okay, that's cool. Um, but here's what they're really good at. Here's what our enemy is really good at. They're really good. Uh-oh, we just lost Gabe. Can you guys hear him? Nope. And Jordan. Jesus. They're really good at what? Can you hear me now? I got you. Yeah. Man, that was weird. All right. They're really, they're really good at caring about you, at acting like they care about you. Okay, They're really good at acting like they care about you when they don't. And the problem is, and this is something that I see in a lot of, in a lot of conversations with Bitcoiners is Bitcoiners, I believe really do in many ways care about people, but they're not always good at acting like they do. Oh, so, so when you, when you got this, have fun, staying poor mentality and you get the price that you deserve and all, I get it. I get it. But in some ways, that pushes people away. And especially now, when you've got an enemy that's really good at acting like they care about the general public, and they're going to say, hey, you got to come and you got to do it this way because this is the safest way and we'll keep you out of danger and you can be all comfortable and warm and you can have your Bitcoin when you can't. And then at the same time, we've got brash Bitcoiners that are like, hey, 
you know, GF, why I have fun staying poor asshole. You know, you don't get to get <laughs> on this party because you're because you missed the boat. Then what's going to happen? I mean, the majority of the general public is going to go with that comfortable, safe spot under the dragon's wing where they're going to feel like somebody cares about them when they're actually not in the safest place they can be at all. On top on top of that, too, I think a lot of the population has been um, trained slash lulled into a uh, um, they can't they. They, they, most of most of the people that I know of or that I've interacted with or that I've observed is that a lot of people are more susceptible to thinking that like the people that you're that you're talking about, Gabe, that like the the those that are being nice are the ones that care about them. When in reality, it's often the people that are telling you truths that you don't want to hear. Those are the ones that care about you most. Yeah, no like, doubt. Like like um, let's say for example, the most one of the most ridiculous movements going on right now, the body positivity movement. Like, hey, hey, do I look fat? Like the the people oh, that yeah. the, the the people that are the people that like the people that Gabe is talking about, they're gonna be like, oh no, you look great. But the people that actually care about your health are gonna be like, um, no, you do not look healthy. You look like you a look, fat pile of shit. You like, look like let's a- let's fi- let's and let's fix your life a little bit. And to and again to Gabe's point, if you if the if you really care about these individuals, if you truly care and you're one of these thorny types that do want to give that truth out, take some wisdom from Jocko Willink himself. And like what I like to tell people is like, hey, like I understand you want to get that message out, but if you deliver it in a thorny way and you're not getting the message heard, that's on you. Like that's your failing. So if you're if you're a Bitcoiner out there and you're trying to get people to understand this stuff. And you want to say, hey, idiot, have fun staying poor. If you push that person away, like you might like to think that they're making the wrong decision, but you're also making the wrong decision because you're not delivering it in a receptible manner. By the way, if you want to, you can hire Mike as a personal trainer. His email address is MikeYesYou'reFatAss.com. He will hook you right up with the truth. I will. I will. He's the best personal trainer. He makes me cry every day, man. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) We all ask Mike for mean texts in the morning. (laughs) Gabe's Gabe's my favorite to to be the accountability coach for because I'm like, Gabe, actual Gandalf fought a ball wrong. All I can do is cry in my giant tub of ice cream. For me and morning text, text Mike at five five five. Ooh, that's actually a branding I might think about. Mean morning text. There you go. Get your fat hat out of bed. Let's go. <laughs> See, Jocko just Jocko just takes a picture of his his uh, watch every morning. It's just nice. It's just like, hey, where where you at, dumbass? What are you doing? What are you doing yeah. with for now? But sometimes hey, I do people wanna... need that need that ding. It's like get up. They do shit. Hey man, I want to give a shout out to a couple of our of our fellow Bitcoin veterans. I, I don't know if they want me to use their names, so I won't. But um, I mean, one of the guys started out. Um, it's like a, a fitness and goals uh, accountability group. He just sent it out. He started a little Telegram group, and we're in there. And every morning, it's like all the dudes, you know, sending pictures of their of their alarm clock and taking video of them out there running through the woods and you know just hacking on. I mean, it's it's awesome, man. Um, every nice. day, man, we're out there doing it, man. It's cool stuff. So shout out to those guys, man. It's uh, it, it's motivating me every single day. And yes, oh, yeah. Mike, Mike making me cry every day helps too. <laughs> Glad I could help. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad you guys covered that for me. I, I was going to kind of hit on that whole subject tonight about, you know, our presentation and to, to everybody else. Yeah. I mean, you guys, you know, we come from a different breed, uh, you know, it's, it's tough love and all that kind of stuff. If you're, if you haven't reintroduced yourself into the civilian world, um, you know, it, it's a little different out here in these days. It's a little kinder, a little softer, all those kind of things. You're going to, you're going to get a lot more, uh, participation from people that if, if you're inviting and want to teach then if you are like you dumb shit what are you doing with web three and mount stupid and all this other shit that we say yeah uh, you know in 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 polite company you know and that's that's the thing is um you know we, we're trying to we're trying to grow this as much as possible and there might be some people maybe that come on this show even that uh yep. that aren't quite as far along as you are or we are or any of that kind of stuff and there are some of us that will never be as far along as some of you guys are some of you guys are absolute wizards and um you know this is this is that piece and I, I will tell you you know from from a guy that spent some time in the spotlight in politics you know when i came in angry and swinging yeah did i make an impression on some people yeah and you know javier miley has done the same thing but we are trying to recruit people to this movement and we can be outraged at the system. But what we need to do is bring in and foster these people that are maybe flirting with it. And that's, that's a totally different thing. Um, we got to start seeing Americans and everybody else out there, the people that, you know, we were, I think uh, probably indoctrinated by a lot of our, our time in the military where, we're like, you know, you're fat, you're lazy, you're stupid, you know, all, all these things fucking fix it kind of stuff, right? Like that doesn't work with the general population. It is, it is a different world out there. It is, Hey, you are the solution. You, you people out there, you are, you're not the problems themselves. You are the product of a system that's broken and we got a new system over here and you're the answer to that system. We need you. And that's how we got to act towards these people. So yeah, thank you guys for, hammering that home um before we close out the uh the etf thing uh, i just saw out here that there was 1.5 billion of inflows into blackrock today uh gbtc actually had 3 billion of outflows um, is that is that inflows or is that trading volume on the ETF? yeah it, it's it's inflows uh to okay. uh, blackrock and fidelity and it was uh gbtc that had 3 billion in outflows so that's why you got that nice net zero effect out there nice. on everything as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's do some announcements. Um, Gabe, we had a we had a pretty exciting uh, meeting out there. We were getting some stuff done. Uh, Bitcoin uh, Magazine is having a conference up in Nashville. I think it's July twenty fourth through the twenty seventh, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Bitcoin Veterans is going to be there front and center uh, right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's um it's shaping up to be quite quite an event. Um we're going to have a very significant presence there. Uh we're going to I'm trying to make sure that I know what I can say on the air and what I shouldn't, but eh, we'll see what happens. So, uh <laughs> we are we're going to be present um at the event and we are we are um calling um all veterans um to come on out and be a part of it. We have um we have a promo code and we have a, a pretty significant discount um, that I'm not going to say how significant it is on here. But if you are a part of our internal chat group, you know who you are. Um, send us send us a uh, send one of us a, a DM and we will talk about what that looks like. But it's uh, we're basically going to bring you on out there. Um, so 
It's yeah. barely over three figures, people. Yeah, barely. Um, and so if you would like to come, uh, and if if the if the price of it is an issue, it's not anymore. So let us know. We will get you let's there. Go. You let's go. We 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 need your presence out there because we're gonna be very active. We have a lot of things, we have a lot of things going on. We're working on a schedule um of events that are going to be uh within the event and surrounding the event also so i think uh, we're getting a range day together we're going to get out there and do some pew pew and um probably going to eat a whole lot of uh, fresh caught alaskan fish um i know homeboy is going to be bringing down a lot of that a couple coolers full so bring your appetites and uh, we may even be i'm not even going to tell you what the coolest part is we're going to be setting up on the main floor of the event but it's going to be kick ass so come down we're going to have some workshops uh we're going to be leading some contingency planning sessions um talking about citadel building um we're going to be we might even uh, have people out there doing a little bit of uh, uh ground combatives for those of you that like to get your asses kicked um then that's cool you can come out and kick each other's asses all over the all over the conference but the main thing is um and this this is something that that we all believe that is that will help benefit the conference and um on a bigger point will benefit bitcoin in general um as far as the adoption mission goes is our presence there is going to be a statement to all attendees that are out there, not only veterans, uh, but to non-veterans as well, because our presence there is going to be one that is communicated as service uh, to the to the conference, to the to the environment. And we're also um, working through a short list of nonprofits in the area that we will be hosting an event for that will benefit them. Uh, more to come on that. So we're not just, we are going to be showing up. We are going to be having some fun, but we're also going to be serving because that's what we do. When we show up, we make things better um, because that's how we're wired and that's how it's going to roll. But if you're interested, even slightly, let us know. We'll bring you out. If you have other plans, if you have a summer vacation planned at the end of July, they're just going to have to do it without you. So let your family know <laughs> that you're not going to be there. Okay. And that's, uh, that's it. Let's go. I thought I heard that music in the back, man. Can we roll that or what? Yeah, let's roll it. <laughs> he, he's, I think he's playing it, but his, his mic isn't playing it. No, right? no, no, no. I, I accidentally hit the uh, play button. This producer over here. Oh, so okay. I'm not telling him. <laughs> You got to Like, how can you not get amped up? It's pretty damn good. One of my favorite takeaways from this is all this. Uh, ETF shenanigans. You guys are talking. I can't hear anything. <laughs> oh, You're ruining the music. <laughs> One of my favorite takeaways from this, the whole ETF stuff is actually the ticker of the Valkyrie Bitcoin fund. No, we're not sponsored by Valkyrie, unlike Mike's truck. They're <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Their ticker is BRRR. <laughs> That's all right. That's I saw that. That is absolutely hilarious. That's pretty slick. 
I think it's wild how we have these these um, mainstream companies now putting laser eyes on their on their logos and stuff. I mean, it's like okay, I see what you're trying to do there. That's interesting. It, it, well, we've we've been bulls on Bitcoin this entire time. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh man, you guys want to switch gears and talk about some other news? Let's do it. Depends, right. on, what you, depends on what you're about to bring up. Uh, if, you're to, I, I, if you're about to bring up any of us being on Epstein's list, <laughs> what? You're not. What? You're not rich enough to be on his list. What are you talking about? You didn't make the cut. Oh, <laughs> uh, millionaires don't make the cut. Um, that was yeah, an operation to to blackmail rich and powerful people. That's right. Hey, uh, this this week, uh, Ray Epps. You guys might know him as the uh, the tall guy in the MAGA hat that was trying to get everybody to go into the Capitol. Uh, Ray Epps, a target of January six conspiracy theories, gets a year of probation for his Capitol uh, Capitol riot rule. Wow. Now, Thomas Massey, probably the best congressman that has existed in you know outside of Ron Paul. Uh, he says, Ray Epps, the man who directed people to go into the Capitol and privately claimed credit for orchestrating the Capitol breach, gets one year of probation. Nothing to see here. I I, I want to. I, I would love to hear from the from everybody here. You know, are you guys tracking all this kind of stuff? And and, and I'm I'm sure you're not surprised. It's impossible it's, to track all this shit, dude. Yeah. It, it's everything we were talking about before. Like they are going, I, it doesn't help that I just, I've been reading Whitney Webb's book, uh, One Nation <laughs> Under Blackmail. It's, oh, good like, stuff, that explains. it's just like a oh, machine yeah. gun of, hey, this is a corrupt thing. And this is a guy they blackmail. And this is a corrupt oh, yeah. thing. This is a black, and it's just like, oh, oh, it's just, it's all of them. It's literally all of them, except for a couple of them that they don't have dirt on. And those Better are the ones that they try die. to like. It almost it almost makes me think like, damn, they didn't have anything worse on. They had nothing on Trump. Like Trump, surprisingly, might just be the squeakiest clean politician we've ever had because they didn't have something that they could hold over his head. And that's part of why they hate him so much. Are you and saying you sure. like Trump, Jordan? Uh, yeah, yeah, I love. You know, him you have to as, use your disclaimer. I love him as much as I love the ETF. <laughs> I just love him so much. But it's just like. Damn, y'all couldn't convince him to play ball because you didn't have anything on him. And that's why you have to make him out to be, you know, the enemy of everything. And we've just got to throw the book at him, even if we have to make up and write our own book real quick to throw at him. Oh, you mean like the just, shield dossier? Like ev literally everything. It's just like from day one. And it's like, yeah. you know, maybe I would have like, I still don't think I would have ever supported him, even if they didn't have all this stuff. But like, it's just looking back and it's like, Damn, y'all did him so dirty. And it's the only reason you would have done that is because you don't have shit on him. Like, that's the irony in it. It's yep. just wild. Like, or, like, or, or just, oh, yeah. or like, or a catching on if you've been paying attention for the last, what, four or five years now. Every, if you've watched him, like, everything that they've implicated him on has been what they've been doing, precisely what they've been doing. Every single time, like it's like it's maybe not every single time. That's hyperbolic, but it's pretty dang close to a hundred percent hit rate at this point. Like Russia collusion, yep. The Steele dossier, like Everything. I'm like, I'm like, dude, get out of here. Gabe was making a really good 
point, but he also kind of made a, a comment about like, you know, depending on which, you know, uh, parties in power, or which administration is running it. And it's like, no, there's, there's two types of administrations. There's like the progressive administration run by Democrats and Republicans. And then you had this one other hiccup of a administration that was the Trump administration that wasn't playing ball with that agenda. And you see what they did to him. Let me give you my caveat. I don't agree with what he did in that administration. It's not what I would have wanted done, but it was not part of the progressive agenda. And that's that's what the Democrats and the Republicans are. Look at who they're running right now is like the primary Republican candidates minus Trump. They're acting like Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis mm -hmm. are just the they're the, uh, the they're the opposite of Biden. Like those three people are the same people. There's no difference. They're all part they of all that same group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, like him or not, Vivek is like, he says some good things. I don't like everything he says, but he's clearly, he's, 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 pretty he's good. not yeah. a lizard people, like Alex would say. Like, those are the two parties. That's what I'm talking about here. The lizard people and then the freedom people. I, I got to tell you, though, Vivek kind of scares me a little bit. Because he gives me he gives me uh, Obama vibes. That's exactly what a buddy of mine said too. And and I'm sorry, like, <laughs> so this might you guys might not like this, but I don't trust Millet either because he has done some things yeah. since he got into his position that went precisely against what he was ranting about. And I'm like, and I I put out a tweet like a couple weeks ago where I was like, I. Am concerned that if Vivek were to get into the spot, he would follow a similar path as Malay. And I think a lot of people took it the exact opposite way I meant it because they aren't seeing a lot of the stuff that's actually happening over there because it's not making headlines because it's not feeding into the branding. But it's like people just think, need to be careful. It doesn't, I, I think my like takeaway would just be once somebody becomes a politician and they're in that position, you shouldn't trust them. Like, even if it's somebody that, like, right now you trust and, or, or support and would prefer to see in, the second they're in, it's like, okay, I don't trust you and I oppose you. I don't support you. I need to find all the things you're doing wrong. But what's more important there is, like, if somebody like Malay gets elected or Vivek or whatever, it is a signal that the people are, the people are no longer, like, playing games. Yeah. Like, yeah, They're not playing this game. They want an alternative. That is, to me, is what is more inspiring in a Malay getting elected. It's not him. It's the people that voted for him saying, you know, screw this yeah. other system. This is what yeah. we want to go towards. The culture is shifting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then on top of that, to, to, uh, to like Malay's credit and whoever, whether it's Vivek or it's, it's Donald, um, just because like just because they get in and they don't follow through on a hundred percent of their promises or what I would actually call our sales pitches in order to get into the position, just because they follow through on it doesn't mean that they're a failure or they're a bad person, right? Because like once you this is this is something that the lower enlisted in the military branches typically don't understand or don't give officers enough credit for is that once you're up into a command position you can't afford to take each individual person under your command and like treat them like they're your brother. Like you, like you want to believe that they can, but they can't like you're, you're dealing with such large numbers out there. You have to disconnect them 
disconnect yourselves from the actual foot soldiers, which doesn't feel right, but it's like the only way that the command structure works. You so have like to lead the, the guys leading them. Yeah. You have to like try and, to facilitate and, the other leaders being good. Yeah, and, and that's that's the whole point to like when you get into a presidency, which Trump, I hope, learned during his is that you have to be very careful and choose the, the, the those that are going to be underneath you very, very like succinctly and precisely. Like you want to make sure that they are like all of their um, their ducks are in a row and like their mind and their heart is in the right spot. Right. Because to your point, like if you're in the military, you want to make sure that the guys underneath you are going to care about the guys underneath them. And then mm-hmm. their guys underneath them are going to compare like, like all the way down. But See, when, that, when it, like, that, like with Trump's example that he made some not so great decisions. See, and that's a big that's a big indicator of the of the um, of the of the vastness of the issue and the problem is that yeah. how can he possibly select everyone in in under his chain in his chain of command that hasn't been gotten to okay Okay. and i'm that and i'm telling you man one nation under blackmail uh that you were talking about jordan that book it's it's awesome it is awesome and there there's there are two volumes of it i'm about halfway through the first volume and it's just it's it is it's rapid fire um and it is I mean, it goes back to it goes back to the back in the day and it connects everything and every person if, with with organized crime, with um, the three letter bureaus. I'm not going to go too far into it because I want to I want to complete the show. But um, <laughs> but but check it out. Um, she has got some gigantic brass testicles and she is slinging them all over, breaking everything in sight with them. Um, if you'd like that image in your mind, then go ahead. But, There's a reason um, why she doesn't live here. Yeah, yeah, and it's I'm telling you, it's 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 a fantastic book. But but it but and I refer to it to illustrate the point that I don't I don't think it's possible for anyone to to enter into power um, and, yeah. and to be able to select uh, a group of individuals to support them that are not going to be gotten to by existing powers that are going to intentionally sabotage their efforts from the inside. I don't, I don't think that it's possible. And I don't believe that we can have an effective administration in place that doesn't have people. And and it's probably obvious for most people that are listening to this, but, but it's, it's not going to be a reality. And so it's important for us to manage our expectations when people get into power and to not, and not to turn these people into messiahs that are going to come forth and save us because they're not, um, they're, they're definitely not because even the ones that might have good intentions, um, they're going to be gotten to in one way or another. And if it's not directly, then it's people that are very close to them that are going to be gotten to and are going to be manipulated and, and, um, used to, to subvert whatever plans they may have had. And even the ones that do do their very best to, to accomplish their campaign promises, still, they're not going to be able to do all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it's a mess, um, and I'm trying to figure out how to circle it back around to Bitcoin fixes this. But I think this is something that um, it, that uh, people fix this. Um, but with Bitcoin as our primary well, nonviolent uh, weapon of change, so Bitcoin Bitcoin can. Um, and I've had a couple articles that have made their way through Zero Hedge where I'm like talking about these discussions, and it like it gets to the point of like. The, the one that I'm thinking of is um, writing this cacophony of wrongs and talking about what's going on in America and people need to realize what's actually happening, the reality of the situation. And the way that we fix it is we focus in on the resilience and the survivability of the individual and the nuclear family. 
right? Because that is like the foundational core to America. It's huge. And that's been that's been the one that's been probably the one area that has been hollowed out the most out of anybody for the last what 60 years now, 60, 70 years. And like so like to the point of when so another article that I wrote for uh Bitcoin magazine um talking about how Bitcoin revives the American dream is that it replaces that time that uh what what's the what's the phrase? Time like time old, whatever. Like the this the general um what should be normal or healthy generational wealth generating strategy of just saving. Mm-hmm. Right? Just saving that little bit over and over to the point of where it can get to a meaningful amount to where maybe you can buy that house or you can buy that like amount of goods and start up your business or whatever. Like the way that the the of uh, the US dollar system is for the last thirty to forty years in particular. You really can't do that, right? And so, like, getting back to allowing the anybody to be able to save up to the point of where they can try and make their own business or make their own way of life or whatever, like, that starts to, like, just revitalize the, again, the ground level. Like, you're almost, like, revitalizing the mycorrhizal, like, system within the soil, right? Like, the which is the mycorrhizal system is the fungal system, like, the, the network of information that's being passed through, like, that is where it really starts to change things. But again, it goes back to what we were discussing earlier. Like that change isn't going to happen if we aren't getting the message across to as many people as possible. And we're not going to get that message across to as many people as possible. If we're just going up to them and it's like, okay, well, you don't want to understand Bitcoin, have fun, staying poor, you idiot. Like that, like we're so like, if we're doing that, we're sabotaging our own fucking mission. 100%. I read that article, by the way, that was awesome. It's Thank good you. work. Yeah, I think Randy made a, made a really good point down there. He said uh, decentralization, and I was thinking the same thing, decentralization of power. Um, one, of, one of the key things I think you guys were hitting on there was the whole the family aspect. Um, you know, yeah. when when we're looking at, you know, models of, of how the those people that actually had independence for a short while here in the United States, you know, and I'm talking from about 1776 till about 1787. Um, that was probably one of the, the freest times in the in 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 the states, at least. And what was happening during that time is you had generational families. You had you had a nuclear family unit. A lot of times it was kids. It was you know the, the parents and the grandparents. And that unit is is exactly what you know it, exactly what we have to have. And the way that's going to happen is through savings and decentralization so that if you can be independent, you know, I talk about independence being a verb all the time. Um, if you, if you are more independent as a people, it means you probably have a, a better nuclear family. It means that you, you maybe not depending on the outside world quite as much as everybody else. And as we move into this, you know, into this world, um, you know, kind of to relate back to, you know, what we were seeing with this, uh, associated press article here, the the idea that Washington is ever going to be fixed is is nonsense, right? There is there is no yeah. political solution to D.C. You have thousands and thousands and thousands. I mean, I, I think what we were seeing, what the U.S. government is maybe what the third largest employer of everybody in this country now. I, I think I, I saw so. that statistic the other day. It, it would almost be better. And I know it's we're kind of coming into election season with, you know, all these different candidates. It, it it would almost be better if 
Joe Biden continued to be the president. And that way, at least we're, we're not operating under false premise. We, we understand Joe Biden's not in charge. Joe Biden's not even in charge of himself. And <laughs> when, when, when we look at this entire, you know, this entire theatric, right? Weekend at Bernie's, man. It, 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 everybody gets to see that it's a sham. Like everybody knows that this is a sham. It does, I mean, I don't think Democrats right now actually, well, there's a couple of brain dead Democrats out there that actually believe that Joe Biden has his faculties, but everybody else knows that Joe Biden doesn't have his faculties. This whole thing is being run from the, the sides. You know, you know, you can see who his handlers are. And under that, you get to mock and ridicule a system at nauseum. And that that breeds decentralization. That breeds, hey, we can't trust these guys, so we're going to have to start figuring stuff out here locally. We can't. We, we got if we're thinking about these guys adversarially, we're going to have to start preparing for what that might mean if they get really, really crazy. And that you know that encompasses everything that we ever talk about. You know, where, where we're talking about citadels, where we're talking about comms, where we're talking about you know taking care of each other in terms of our mental health and our families and. Bitcoin is the foundation layer, the communication protocol that makes all of this possible for us. For the first time, you know, we can save, we can pass possibly a, a home down for generations to come because it's not only paid for, but there is savings there for the next generation to come on and do whatever the next phase of that homestead that, that there might be. And then to pass it on over and over again. And that you start to see that in one place. And maybe another family starts to replicate it. And then another family starts to replicate it and another and another. And before long, you've got an entire community that is absolutely, you know, more independent, that's more dependent on each other, that's solving its own problems. And it's coming from a place of savings and strength rather than this fiat narcissistic bullshit puppet show that we've got in D.C. right now. Can we, uh, speaking of that, like going off of that rant, Shane, can we talk about what happened with SecDef? <laughs> yeah, man, go for it. I'll pull it up. Like, like for those for those that are not in the know, Secretary of Defense, what's his last name, Austin? Lloyd Austin. He was, he was gone for a number of days doing an elective surgery, and his second-in-command... She didn't know, first of all. She was on vacation somewhere else. She didn't know that he was, like, incapacitated or unavailable. And this is the guy who, if I'm not mistaken, is in charge of the nuclear football. Damn right. That is a major fucking problem. And if if his second in command doesn't know he's there, then the military branches also don't know. I, I believe they didn't find out that that occurred until, like, what was it, a couple days afterwards? It was on January 11th? Yeah. I, dude. There, like, there, was, like, there, were, there were days missing. Yeah, which is, like, it. Like for those that aren't military-minded or military-experienced, like, that doesn't sound like much. There is a lot that can happen in a in a 24-hour to 72-hour window. Hell like, yeah. there's a lot. Like, for example, um, I, I don't know if you guys saw today, like there's like 40, like a billion dollars worth of weapons that we sent to Ukraine hasn't been accounted for. Like, like just getting information like that can happen in a, in a little window that can like make, they can change the entire tide of a battle or it can signal a battle starting. Like say when 
Nazi Germany moved into Poland, like stuff like that. Like, and if we are like with how quickly information is disseminated today, like we can't like a military in a country can't afford to have 72 hours of just like, we don't have any command structure for our military. Like that, 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 that dude, that was so like flustered when I saw that. I heard a theory that he was having his gender reassignment surgery performed to boost diversity numbers. <laughs> to boost the polling numbers? I have heard that. <laughs> He's boosting the effectiveness of the entire Department of Defense by switching gears. His penis was getting in the way. <laughs> by switching gears. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> uh. But on a serious note, that, that is that is a um, a significant problem when a, when a person of that uh, position just disappears and uh, people can't answer for him. Uh, I mean, especially in today's world, the, the speed at which um, um, things can develop that are that can change the landscape of things to there were, very there were, kinetic. There were people that knew, and they didn't think to pass the information along. Yeah, well, that's well, a problem. What's What's worse, that or the nuclear code being zero 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 for like right? decades? Did y'all see that one? I did not. I can't do that. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I didn't like. Uh, I didn't vet it very thoroughly, but yeah, I saw like an article saying like, yeah, apparently for thirty years the nuclear code was just zero 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 zero. I'm like. Was that like the one that you, they just used to like do a test run, like that wouldn't actually launch? the nukes just to make sure everything worked i hope i don't know i hope so i really hope so because like the other the other thing too is i don't know if you guys well i've heard I've, so I've seen some articles that are suggesting that um the current administration is failing in their talks with trying to wrangle up like middle eastern allies um so that's another problem which is like coincidingly timed with like oh hey like this is happening and we haven't been able to contact the sector for a couple of days like like not 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 great right and then yeah. there's all go ahead Alex. Oh, i was just gonna say is like speaking of the the sec def just like disappearing for days wasn't that guy that guy's former military right he was a general officer wasn't he oh that yeah one? okay yeah, so can, can you get to be secretary of defense didn't... without military experience you're actually yeah him yeah. and mattis needed a waiver because it had been so recent since they had since they had served so oh, the idea okay. is to have okay. a civilian so that there's that civilian control over the military. Okay. Right. Okay, the, got it. The issue that 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 this points out to me though is that you got this guy who's who is general officer, right? Highest ranking guys in the military. Goes on obviously gets out of the military, becomes a secretary of defense, but he does not think to maintain the chain of command over the nuclear football while he's going to do this. This this is indicative just an opinion here. And this is indicative of the rot in the military. Yeah. Like if what yeah. you have at, at the general officer level is guys like this, man, that's, that's very concerning stuff to me. Yeah. And one of the big, it, when, when you juxtapose this, just, just let's say any of us, I mean, I, I didn't go any higher than E5 and had I been a wall or had one of my guys been a wall, and I didn't know where the fuck he was. 
<laughs> Holy shit. I mean, we're, we're not talking about guys with nuclear codes. You know, we're, we're talking guys that don't even have the keys to the armory, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, they have keys to the cleaning cabinet and the mop. <laughs> yeah, the, the whiskey locker, right? <laughs> where's private smuckatelli at there hazel uh man he's been missing for a couple days what wait wait what are you talking about wait is he dead is he okay do you have any comms with him whatsoever is his rifle with him does he have ammunition like what's going on yeah exactly right man and you're just sitting there going like if if this was happening to in anybody I mean, anybody else that was just gone for a couple days without anybody knowing, let alone the Secretary of Defense. I mean, but this is what I'm talking about. This this is the this is the puppet show, and it's it's just coming apart at the seams. And and you know, to to see it in real time, you know, I I think the the thing where you're talking about, you know, things can happen, right? We we've got troops all over Europe right now. We've got you know we still have some that are in in forward operating bases, uh, and I think it's 120 plus countries around the world. And you've got just an AWOL sec def that's, you know, not there. And then you've got a second in command that doesn't know that he's not there. And, you know, something comes across and, and who are you going to? You're not going to, you're not going to Biden for God's sakes. No, we're, we're, we're going to do whatever we have to do to not go to Kamala. That's for damn sure. Yeah. We're going to make this. No, <laughs> yeah, if there's anyone worse than Biden is Kamala. Here's the, here's here's the thing though. Yeah. Like, think about this for a second. We're all aware of this, right? We're 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 making fun of it. We're we're like you know going kind of down the chain of command. Like these are all the folks in charge. Yeah, right? and we're joking about it. But the 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 scariest part about it is there are other countries out there like China or Russia or name one, right? They see it too. These people are not yep. stupid. Oh yeah, right. And that, to me, is one of the the. That's the most dangerous risk. Is oh, that yeah. they're looking at the United States of America today, and they're like, "What a god clown show." And and Alex. Shenanigans! Shenanigans! Oh, Alex, let me just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, dude. I don't know what's going on. Like, you guys got me now. Yeah, yeah we got you. Know, okay, sorry, sorry about that. Um, but like, there's what's going on in the Red Sea right now with like, uh, like, like these trading vessels getting attacked. So all of the activity is getting re-diverted around the southern horn of Africa and through the Mediterranean. And it's just like on top of what Alex was saying with like the rest of the world seeing these blunders in, in chain of command. We're also clear, like being shown that we're failing at our security prerogative for the globalized world trade on the na- on the like out on the open seas. So we're like we're being shown that we are failing on multiple fronts. That's killing morale. It's making us look really, really weak to the entire world stage. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you've got China increasing their activity around Taiwan. Like it, it was like from what I was seeing, it was looking like it's getting relatively more aggressive than what they've been doing like oh, over the last doing, like year. They're doing live fire fire exercises right there, right off of uh, right off of Taiwan now, surrounded. Yep. Yeah. And like, did we all happen to forget about the surveillance balloon that went over the entire country from Alaska all the way down to what freaking Florida, like into the mm-hmm. Atlantic? 
or the or the the absolute train wreck of a withdrawal from Afghanistan. Has anybody forgot about that part? Eighty billion dollars yeah. worth of material and weapons left behind. And where did where did that go? Oh, yeah, we bought, fought the twenty uh, the the, uh, the Taliban for twenty years and left them better armed than when we got there. Yeah, yeah, I can I can tell you who did not forget about that are our government's global adversaries. They haven't forgotten this, and they're not just um, people that should not be taken seriously. They are students of war. They are they yeah. have very experienced and very effective militaries that are very dangerous. And you bet your ass they're watching what we're doing, and they know very well that our um, U.S. missile strikes going on now in Yemen. They, they are very yep. well aware that our military's core leadership of our strongest leaders was freaking hollowed out. Um, go talk to John Frankman and about the work yep. that he's yep. doing with military accountability. I don't yep. know how many signatures they have on that right now, but last time I looked, it was over 15,000. Um, and it's and somebody needs to do that. And that's one of the reasons that's one of the contributing factors behind um, the SECDEF doing what he did. And, and really no repercussions coming from that is there are no strong leaders that are going to call that out. There should have been somebody in the chain of command that works for him that said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. What the hell's going on here, sir? We have a problem. You need to yeah. you, you need to assign you need to address this right now. But nobody's going to do that because they're all more concerned with diversity initiatives. And, oh, thank you. And they're more concerned with with being the happy little experiment that they are than they are about protecting the force. And I mean, if we know it, you better believe that that their enemies know it. And I'm not even going to say our country's enemies because I don't see them as our country's enemies. They're enemies of our government, and our government is separate from our country. But yep. when it comes down to it, it's our country that is going to continue to suffer for the garbage that they continue to do. I have uh, what might be an unpopular take. I don't even think that this is necessarily because of Biden or Biden's fault. I think this is just like the, the facade that was the American system under yeah. all this fiat bullshit, just finally being exposed. Oh, it's been going on for years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just starting to crumble down. And I mean, it starting in 08 is when a lot of these other nations like Russia and China started drawing down their u.s cash reserves because they kind of saw the writing on the wall like this is being depleted and they started buying more gold like you saw nation states start doing that they they were like we are we have been under the control of america we've got to find a way out of it and it's because we just kept printing it like if we kept kind of a homeostasis about it they probably would have kept going along but once they just saw how much we could just rug them, they were like, we're getting out of the system. And that's all like Bitcoin is. It's just that like the lo at the individual level is like, peace, I'm out. And that's all they're doing. Yeah. Now you've got that kind of on top of weaknesses being exposed and being overstretched empire. And they're just like, oh, once once Russia, like they kind of took the first shot of like, oh, let's see how what they can do about it. And then everyone else is just kind of like, let's nip along the periphery of this empire and see what they can really put up with. And the red sea thing, like that's really what gets me. Like we can't, we can't con help Like that's the one thing that the U S Navy should be doing is facilitating trade globally. I mean, if they can't do that in the red sea, like whew, yeah. that's huge. That changes like global economy. What are you doing? What are you doing with $800 billion a year 
there, there's no declared wars that nobody knows. Remember, yeah. nobody knows. The Pentagon has <laughs> not, not passed a nod in a decade. No one has any freaking idea. Well, what, what was the last one, Alex? Wasn't it like a one and a half trillion dollars was missing? Yeah. Good. How, how do you like, oh, I don't know where one and a half trillion dollars went. I, I put it under the sofa and I, I forgot I moved and got a different sofa. Boating accident. <laughs> Should, should we uh should we pour yeah, one boating last... accident in Afghanistan? Should we pour one uh one last five gallon uh bucket of gas on this uh this flaming turd yes. that is DC while we're here? You know, and I think there's something to be said about a bunch of veterans getting together and shitting all over the DOD and Congress and the president who's supposed to be the commander in chief, you know, like just absolutely not only shitting on him but pointing out just what an absolute clown show it is this should be a a flag for every american out there in terms of understanding what this, the current situation is and what you should be doing to prepare can you say what what is what is like yeah i'm assuming you're about to play a video what's his yeah. last name his last name is biden <laughs> okay okay um never heard of you, him if you if you don't mind i want to send you one more thing to that we can play uh yeah. to, to end it out let me dig it up while we're watching this sure so this is uh hunter biden is testifying before congress today and right as marjorie taylor green uh the congresswoman from uh the, the state of georgia here is about to question him and obviously she is as maga as the day is long um this is what happens inside of the uh, the, the chamber thank you mr chairman uh, excuse me hunter apparently you're afraid of my words and i'm out i like to reclaim my time mr chairman so hunter biden and his counsel just get up and walk out of a hearing right before he's about to testify uh, wow. and be questioned by Marjorie Taylor Greene, a sitting congressman. Let this be a note. This is what happens when you abdicate power. And this is what happens in the fiat system when politicians are bought and paid for with fiat. You get fiat leadership, fiat politicians, fiat justice systems, and the rest of this kind of bullshit. And this, holy cow, for... For a president's son who's being investigated for, I don't know, drugs, drug trafficking, possibly sex trafficking, sex with minors, you name it, to to be able to just be like, no, nah, you know what, fuck you, I'm out of here. Trapped a dime bag in the White House. <laughs> oh, and Shane, the, the 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 clip I, I was talking about, I sent it to uh, our group chat and Signal. Yeah, if you guess. guys don't know who Matthew Lohmeyer is, you guys need to look him up on Twitter off of this video. Like, I think it's like, it's multiple minutes. I think it's like three to five, but it's worth every minute to watch because it is precisely what we've been talking about for the last like 30, 45 minutes. And he's testifying with this. So, so who, who, who exactly is he, Mike? He was, um, from what I understand, he was a former officer that got pushed out because he wasn't, I, he tell, he tells his story in the beginning, um, as far as like his credentials. But he think he got pushed out because he wasn't going along with like a lot of the DEI stuff. For everybody out there, DEI is diversity, diversity equity, equity, and inclusion. There you go. Is the is the audio playing at all? No, I you know if, if there if it's a it's a I think it's a four plus minute video. Do you want me to start at any certain point a or just long? Yeah, 
that's a little. Oh, uh, we can we can we can just watch the first couple of minutes if you guys want. But like the entire thing is worth listening to. Okay. Good morning. My name is Matt Lohmeyer, and I'm an Air Force Academy graduate, former F-15C fighter pilot, and was a lieutenant colonel and commander in the Space Force. In 2021, I was fired from my command for writing a book trying to reverse the trend of the overt politicization of the uniformed services. Specifically, I criticized the military's diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings, which at my own base were illegally occurring despite an executive order from the commander-in-chief. The diversity, equity, and inclusion industry is steeped in critical race theory and is rooted in anti-American Marxist ideology. I watched DEI trainings divide our troops ideologically and in some cases sow the seeds of animosity toward the very country they had sworn an oath to defend. Before writing that book, I submitted a formal written complaint to the Space Force Inspector General's office detailing that such violations were occurring, including illegal race-based discrimination, but my complaint was never investigated and was later dismissed by then Lieutenant General Stephen Whiting, whom the Senate just confirmed for his fourth star. After two months, I received a written dismissal of my complaint from General Whiting. Personally, I have always advocated for a non-political military work environment. Yeah, we don't need to keep going if you guys don't want to. About but like Marxist-inspired efforts to subvert. And but like the the entire five minutes is just like I really like. So one thing I'm probably going to do as soon as we're done talking is I'm going to go back to that tweet and like screen record it so I can put it on Twitter so it can be downloaded because I want like as many people to put it on all over social media as possible because like. That's one thing that I've noticed is like Twitter, like we're getting a lot of these videos, right? Like these testimonies, these official conversations of us like, this is wrong. Like all of this wrong crap is happening in a very systemic manner, right? Like I'm not talking about like systemic racism or any of that stuff really, but like, like the stuff that's actually happening as far as like the decision-making that's steering the recruiting and the training and all of this, like, the weaknesses and the rot, like uh, like Alex was mentioning, is at the very core of the system. Like this is a problem, and like these discussions are being had. But I like I seriously don't think the rest of like Amer like America that's they're on social media clueless about what's happening with this. They, they they're not see yeah, yeah they're not seeing this shit because it's not going through CNN or ABC or Fox or NBC or MSNBC or CNBC or whatever. It's not going through on Instagram. It's not going through on TikTok. Is not going through on Snapchat. The only place it's happening is on Twitter, and none of us are circulating enough because it's just staying on Twitter and staying within these echo chambers. <clears throat> it's dangerous. Hey, guys, but me and and I'm not trying to scare anybody here, but this is my view. If we ever have enemy combatants on American soil, I don't think the current woke, the woke warriors are going to do the job guys. No, they're not. They're not. And uh, a lot of dudes that have kind of like, you know, hung up their vests and hung up their, uh, their rifles. Unfortunately, you may have to pull those back out. Might be time to dust them off I, and get that rust cleaned off. Do it. Yeah. I would at least be getting them, making sure they're in operational functional order right now. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. not given every one of you motherfuckers out there who you know, <laughs> you should keep your shit <laughs> in order. PM, obviously. Yeah, 
preventive maintenance, right? Like, no, I don't think anybody has has forgotten that, right? You know, you get out the uh, the cleaning cloth, you get out the little brush, and uh, you, you apply some CLP, and you know, make sure your your plates are not good. too much. You don't want to get sprayed. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you from a guy that operated in the desert, the wetter, the better. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Th- those, those things will operate all damn day with, uh, with tons of CLP. They I'm going to tell you, I mean, PMCS yourself too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you can't walk around, if you can't walk to the mailbox and back without getting out of breath, you need to fix something. All right. I'm just going to say it. All right. And I know, Mike, you're the one you're the one. I don't <laughs> want to like cramp, cramp your style or anything. Yeah, you're cramping my style, man. You're, you're committing to you're contributing to the mission. But I'm going to let you know, man, if you can't do some basic stuff without without losing your breath, take a look in the mirror and do something with your fat ass. OK, because there's going to come a time where we're I mean, it's just like you said, Alex, we, we might need you to, to have to be able to get up and do something. Um, and, and I'm not advocating anything, but sometimes you got to get up and you have to be able to move. And if your body isn't going to do some basic stuff, then what you're going to be is you're going to be in the way. Okay. Yeah. And people are going to get hurt where you can take some valuable knowledge and skills and drive that you have and do something with it to make a situation better. Or you can sit there and, and not be able to help out and feel like garbage and maybe be a, you know, a, um, a liability yourself. And then end up yeah. in the same situation as the people that you can't help. So this is a good time to take an inventory of your capabilities and whatever they are, improve them because we all can. And that's cool. And I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, man, I'm, I'm a worthless piece of shit and I can't do anything. You know what? If you are, that's cool. Own it and change it. Right. All right. Yeah, because you can do that. And if you're having a hard time with it, man, reach out to some of us. OK, we'll pump you up. We might make you have to face some harsh realities. But you know what? It, you got to pump it up. So don't start, don't start playing the music. But but that's that's what this community can do. All right. I mean, I, I can tell you that from the time that we have started the, this mission and up until this point, I mean, I, I have had more iron sharpening experiences than I have had in the past 10 years. And it, it's it, and it, it's for real. And I'm not trying to again, like I'm not trying to scare anybody either, but. Man, we live in some uncertain times. We live in some uncertain times and we need to be ready to engage yeah. whatever threats might come down the pike. So get ready. Make well, and, preparations and, and PMCS yourself. Get yourself right. It's a, it's important to also state that's like like guys, when when we're saying like if you're struggling with it or whatever, or you want to talk about something, like we're not saying we're not virtue signaling. Like I get those messages no. from time to time. It's like like, especially when I go on my like little doom rants that I'm so well known for, like there was one spaces a couple weeks ago where I went on one of these rants talking about how like America, like the reasons why I think America is at the weakest point we've been in since the Revolutionary War. Like I had an individual reach out to me that has never interacted with me before. They're like, Mike, I hear everything you said and I agree with you, but I'm scared. I don't know what, like, I don't like what, what, what do I do about this? I'm like, dude, you just focus about yourself. Focus about yourself, correct yourself, PMCS yourself, like like Gabe was talking about. Like even like it's not even for like the sense of like we are gonna need you, like as a country. Like if that doesn't do it for you, don't think about it that way. If something happens to where your family needs you or you need you, like that's the most immediate, right? And you don't you don't wanna be that person who um 
say something happens at your house and there's an emergency, like a tree limb falls on somebody or is about to fall on somebody. And if like, if you would have been in better physical shape, you could have ran over and done something about it. But because you're a fat, lazy piece of shit and because you hadn't been preparing and like keeping yourself up to date and like, like PMCSing yourself, you weren't capable of acting in the way that you wanted to. That's a problem. Like you have to, you want to, you, you, you have to be putting in the work so you can perform in the way that you want to when things don't go the way that they're supposed to. Right. Like that's the whole, like that's at the core of being a man is being capable of just like preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. Right. Like that's the whole, that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. And, la- and just because I said that as a core of being a man, ladies, you can do it too. Like that's a really strong nuclear family right there is when both parents are capable of acting like that. Not to uh, like doom people even more, but uh, <laughs> but I'm going to, <laughs> but I'm about to. <laughs> I well, no, I mean like take it, take it however you want to. I don't really leave the house anymore, um, and I and I want to say this like I'm a very optimistic person, but like I'm also very prepared, which is kind of why I'm up. Like I'm I'm ready for shit to go down, but I don't really leave the house without thinking like treating it kind of like I'm going outside the wire. Like, I don't know what's going to happen when I'm outside of my house. I don't know if I'm going to just be in some town and there's like a, a protest that turns ugly, or if there's going to be an active shooter in a situation, like those are just things I think about all the time. And it, it doesn't like, it's not debilitating. It doesn't like stress me out. It's just like that shit that could happen. So like the car's always ready, loaded up with all sorts of stuff. Like in case I need it, I'm, ready to go. And I just, I don't do it to the point where you make yourself crazy. Like if you're not, if you're not used to operating in that kind of mindset, but start thinking about those things. And I would recommend don't leave your house unless you're prepared for like really bad shit to happen. Go out being prepared, but don't like freak your, my family doesn't know that I think about this stuff. I just do it kind of behind the scenes so if anything ever happens, like they should always feel safe. That's yeah. kind of, that's my job. And I think a lot of us men look at the world from that perspective. You want to keep, the, I hope that my family can be like in the dark about these things. Hopefully nothing ever happens, but man, if you're not prepared for it to happen, then you're not, I don't then think you, you're, like, you're then doing you, then you bring a swift end to the event that they like would scare your family if they knew that it was a possibility. That's the whole yeah. point. And and to and like to like to the readiness point too that your uh, Jordan you, you uh, like sparked my memory too is that it's important for everybody to know that doesn't think like this in a normal way or in a consistent kind of manner is that just thinking about events that could go wrong and then thinking about how you would want to respond like kind of putting the movie into your head of just like fantasizing how you would want to respond and say an active shooter event or say like, God forbid a red dawn moment where you just like wake up and then there's like paratroopers being dropped overhead. Like just the act of thinking about and fantasizing about how you would react actually starts to prime the neurons in your brain so that you will like, you get it closer to being reflex, right? The whole like visualize like the, the outcome like athletes are taught this, like visualize the touchdown, visualize how you're going to get there. Visualize like blocking the tackle or slipping out of the tackle. It's the same shit. 
Yeah. All right. So you so you can do all of it without like you know being too scared. We're we're getting close to end time here. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a couple of quick announcements that dovetail into what these guys are talking about, and that that is some guys might be like, well, I don't even know where to start. Well, we've got events coming up that we're doing with Bitcoin veterans, guys. So like we've got one coming up in Colorado, first Bitcoin veterans muster. We're going to have dates here soon, but basically this is an off-grid location, 100 acres at 9,200 feet of eleva elevation in the Colorado Rockies. We're going to welcome you guys out there. You don't have to be Bitcoin veterans. You can be associated. You can be just a guy who's like, hey, I want to get around these dudes, learn some stuff. We're going to do man things up there, build fires, cook meat, shoot guns, shoot the bows, learn how to do the radios, all that kind of stuff. Um, you're welcome to join us. We've got that uh, all the cool stuff Gabe was talking about coming up in Nashville. Um, the Brave Mission, Shane's Mountain, March 29th through May 19th are going to be the primary dates there. Like, if you think you want to get up there, talk to Shane. Talk to me. Talk to any one of us. I mean, it's not up to us whether you can go or not. That ultimately is Shane's decision, but uh, highly recommend, man, if you want to get around a bunch of guys and just work on yourself, work on some stuff. That is a great way and a great time to do it. So I would encourage you all to do that. Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to all of that. <laughs> this year is going to be awesome. <laughs> and as far as announcements go, just to clarify that the, the promo code that Gabe was talking about earlier, this is different from the one that we've like released, you know, like use promo code Bitcoin veterans to get like 10% off. If you're a veteran or, or you're in your, our, our chat group, like, get in touch with us. This is a unique promo code for you for an extremely discounted ticket because we need one. It's just a cool thing that they're helping out with, but also we need guys to show up and be there to put on a lot of these events. They want us there in numbers yeah. mm -hmm. guys. And if you're a Bitcoin veteran, you're in your, or maybe you're not connected with our chat groups or whatever, connect with us. We'll get you in there. And uh, they want us there in numbers. We would like to show up in force. I'm talking like, let's have like 100, 150, 200 guys and gals walking around with Bitcoin veterans t-shirts on. Like, like, Hell like yeah. make this happen. We're taking right. over Nashville. Perfectly possible. Oh uh, yeah, lead the way. Guys, uh, I think it's a really good show. And if you're out there in the audience, you might be thinking, hey, Maybe these guys are a little bit bipolar. One week they're laughing. The next <laughs> week we've got just black pills galore for everybody. Um, I'm going I'm to give you guys a little bit of mine on the way out here. Um, I'm going to first foremost say that America was born out of violent revolution to tyrants. And that is, if anything, a birthright. Um, it is not something we want. It's not something we're seeking. It's something we want to avoid at all costs. Um, and I will tell you right now, I've seen the American ingenuity come together in the worst times down here in the South. Uh, think natural disasters, think, you know, being wiped off the face of the map and then the response from everyday Americans. Um, we yeah. have an amazing country. We have an amazing people. We have an amazing nation. Uh, the state sucks. We know the state sucks. <laughs> the state has always sucked. It's always gonna suck. Um, until we start doing more decentralization. And, you know, to, to see, you know, where we're headed and what we're doing, I have I have a lot of optimism in terms of where we're headed. I mean, to have the the powers that be now bend the knee to Bitcoin and then come out mostly against the even the SEC's will this week 
and approve a spot ETF because now they know for an absolute fact that their fiat is 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 you know coming to an end. Their fiat leadership, their fiat rule, their fiat money printing, their banks, their their zombie corporations, it is all coming to an end. And this is what failing empires do. And so it's up to you, it's up to your family, it's up to your community to start stepping into the gap. And I, if there's anything I believe in, it is the American people. The American people, when it comes down to it, I think we have such massive numbers. I think we have overwhelming you know, ingenuity. And when we want to do something and we want to figure something out and we need to mobilize, we can do it and we can do it extremely quickly. And I don't think there's a force on earth that can stop it. I saw a really interesting statistic this week that per capita, obviously America leads the way in guns per person, which is 122 guns per, I should say 122 per 100 people in America. And that is absolutely, you know, if America's doing one damn thing right, it's the amount of guns per person in America. That means that you've gotten enough guns for you, your neighbor, and possibly another family member out there. To go out there and do what needs to be done if so provoked. So I don't know. From from all of us here, I appreciate every damn one of you guys out there that's it's, it's you know providing us a a group that's that's leading, that's contributing. That is, uh, that, that is looking towards building a better future, not only for us, but for our kids, for our grandkids. And, you know, this, this, this movement is, is it's barely, barely getting started. To see everybody in July up in Nashville, um, I think is going to be an absolute blast. And that is the call. That is the call to action. We need to show up in absolute overwhelming force. We need to be seen. We need to be visible. And we got to get some stuff done. But, uh, uh, Jordan, Alex, Mike, Gabe, everybody out there in the audience, we thank you very much for everything you're doing. Thank you for being here. And uh, we're going to catch you guys next week. Don't fucking buy ETFs. Buy real Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Yeah, yeah.